Welcome to episode 211 of the TruthQuest podcast. The truth about inflation in under 15 minutes. Soup, bread, and rockets. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and you see discussions about inflation, the destructive nature of Biden's policies, the changing of definitions of words, the COVID vaccine, or the Second Amendment, please share the TruthQuest podcast with your friend. Tell them to browse the episode titles and dive into whatever topics pique their interest. Episodes are available on a host of platforms including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, or leave a positive review. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest Podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. In this episode, I intend to explain the concept of inflation to you in such a way that you will never forget, and I plan to do it in under 15 minutes. So here we go. Obviously, if you are listening to this episode in 2022 or anywhere near the time that it was published, you know that inflation is a huge issue. But what most people think of as inflation is actually higher prices of goods and services, or price inflation. The definition of inflation is an increase in the money supply. The result of inflation is usually rising prices if there is not an offsetting level of supply or productivity. In other words, you need to have additional goods and services to soak up all of the new money flooding into the system. Last month, June 2022, year-over-year price inflation hit a 41-year high of 17.3%. Just the other day, we got the July numbers, and guess what? We're still at a 41-year high, except it's just slightly less than last month's, 16.8. I understand that many of you are unfamiliar with the 17% number that I'm throwing out at you because your news sources only give you the government-reported consumer price index, or CPI number, which currently stands at 8.5%. The government-reported number conveniently leaves out crucial components of the price inflation equation, like food and energy. You know, shit that everyone has to buy on a regular basis, They just leave it out of the mix. Shadowstats.com measures price inflation the same way the government did 40 or 50 years ago. Their calculation rate is the 17% or the 16.8% that I just referenced. Because it does not let the government cherry pick the basket of goods they are measuring and reporting. Back to the definition of inflation. As I said, inflation is the expansion of the money supply, which has exploded 38% in the last two years. Let that sink in. 38% in two years. Do yourself a favor. Go to DuckDuckGo search engine and type in the words M3 money supply and then the word FRED, F-R-E-D. The first result will likely be a chart. What that chart shows is a rising trend line left to right from 1973 forward. What happened in 1973? Nixon took the U.S. off the gold standard in order to have the Federal Reserve print money to pay for the Vietnam War and LBJ's Great Society, among other things. Check out episode 162, The Truth About Nixon's Closure of the Gold Window, for a deep dive into that topic. Up until that point, spending by Nixon and every other president in Congress was restricted by the amount of gold the U.S. had in its vaults. That restriction is now lifted, and the Federal Reserve could print money like it's coming off a money tree. Back to the chart. 
If you follow that line all the way up to today, you will see that in 1980, the M3 money supply was about $1.4 trillion. A decade later, it was 3.2, almost a triple in a decade. Ten years later, in the year 2000, it was $4.7 trillion. Ten years later, it's 8.5. Fast forward to 2020, it's $15 trillion. And then last year, 2021, it was 19. It went from 15 trillion to 19 in one year. Today, we're at 21.7 trillion. Other than starting wars, getting people killed, maimed, and displaced, can you think of anything more evil or negligent than what I just told you? Clearly, this is bipartisan, willful negligence. But what we have seen since Trump left is an administration that saw price inflation increasing due to the ever-increasing money supply when they took office, and despite that fact, print more money. That is bad enough, but they went a step further and they took real efforts to restrict supply and kill productivity. I want you to think about the money supply as soup in a bowl, and I want you to think about the supply of products and services as bread. When there is just a little bit of soup in the bowl, one piece of bread, a few products and services, can soak it all up. But if you print more money, you pour more soup in the bowl, you get soggy bread and eventually you get no bread, just disgusting remnants of it floating around in the soup because the bread, the number of products and services, can no longer soak up all the soup, the money, in the system. So what Trump did was print a shitload of money during COVID. He sent thousands of dollars to every household in America, and through the PPP program, tens of thousands and sometimes millions of dollars was doled out to businesses. Where did that money come from? The government was not sitting on a surplus, and they just simply gave it back to taxpayers. They had the Federal Reserve print it. Thus, the spike in M3 money supply just walked you through. 2020, it was $15 trillion. 2021, it's $19 trillion, and today it's $21.7 trillion. However, while Trump was pushing policies forcing the Federal Reserve to expand the money supply, he also pushed policies that produced more bread, more products and services. The economy as a whole was able to soak up the excess printed dollars. Were prices rising during Trump's time in office? Yes. To the same extent as they are today? Hell no. Think about the energy sector during Trump's four years in office. The country was quote-unquote energy independent. You've heard that over and over again. We exported oil and natural gas. Do you remember North Dakota during the Trump years? It was these booming new towns filled with workers who flocked there to work on the fracking operations. Gas was what, $2 a gallon? Trump also brought manufacturing back to America to a certain extent. So we were actually making stuff here. We were being productive. The point is, we did not see dramatic price increases during the Trump era because we were producing enough bread to soak up the majority of the newly printed dollars. What is the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, doing? Printing money and killing the bread industry. They are limiting the supply of energy by restricting drilling on federal lands and waters, causing us to pay much higher prices at the pump. And come this winter, skyrocketing natural gas prices. Biden is also limiting the supply of food and meat by restricting the use of fertilizers to grow the food to feed the cattle and the people. That price inflation and those food shortages will become known in the coming months. Now let's examine the most recent phenomenon that literally happened today as I was getting my thoughts together for this episode. Both Joe and Kamala came out and proclaimed that inflation is zero. Here's the clips from them both. I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number, zero. 
Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. But people are still hurting. But zero inflation last month. The president and my vision for the future also means lowering costs for Americans. Today we learned that last month our economy had 0% inflation. In July, we saw a drop in gas prices and a range of other goods like clothing and airfares and household appliances, which means more money in the pockets of working families. Combined with the fact that our nation created more than half a million jobs last month, it is clear that our nation is making progress. Aren't they charming? Any further proof that they have no soul? So what the hell are they talking about, zero inflation, when we have year-over-year numbers of 8.5? Well, turns out that month-over-month number was flat or zero. The rate of inflation did not climb or decline from June to July. And in the demented heads of the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party and their parroting pals at the alphabet soup conspiracy media and their censoring buddies in big tech, that equals zero inflation. Did the price of stuff you buy go down during the month of July? Oh, absolutely not. And these two jackasses are out taking a bow. Even before the felon and the mistress gave those speeches, the media was already giddy over the year-over-year numbers with headlines like, inflation is cooling because the June year-over-year number was 9.1, and it was 8.5 in July. 8.5 is less than 9.1, therefore cooling inflation. I call it putting lipstick on a pig, or gaslighting. I want to borrow an analogy I heard on Tara Servatius' show from her co-host Lee Rogers. He explained price inflation by comparing it to a rocket. It takes off and it ascends into the atmosphere. Eventually, it levels off and comes back down to Earth, striking its target or landing safely in the ocean, depending on the purpose of the rocket. Going back to the beginning of this episode, the rocket took off in 1973. The money supply has been expanding ever since. Over those years, the Federal Reserve has made it clear that they want price inflation at around 2% each year. Why they want Americans to pay more for their stuff every year is beyond me, but it is what it is. So the rocket launched in 1973, and for the most part, it's been a pretty steady incline over the decades as it rises around 2% a year. Now, understand, there is a compounding effect here. 2% a year for 50 years is 100%. It's actually more than that if you compound it, but you get my point. Do you understand how that works? Year-over-year inflation between 1973 and 1974 was, say, 2%. Plus 2% in 1974 to 1975, plus 2% from 1975 to 1976, etc. It rarely goes down. So do you understand the con job that is being played on you? This is where the rocket analogy works real well. Let's say back in April of 2021, a generator costs 1000 bucks. A month later, let's say prices are up. The price inflation rate is 0.5%. Now the generator costs $1,005. Over the last two years, month-over-month month price inflation has averaged around 0.7%. So the rocket is launched, the generator costs $1,000, then $1,005, then $1,012, then the next month it's $1,019, $1,026, $1,033, on and on until the year ends and it's $1,085. 
When the media cheers over the decline in the year-over-year price inflation rate from June to July, going from 9.1 to 8.5, they leave out the most important part of the equation. The rocket has been increasing altitude the whole time. Let's briefly examine what happens if there is an actual decrease in the month-over-month price inflation rate. So that previously $1,000 generator is now $1,085. In the next month, instead of price inflation climbing 0.7%, like it has been on the average, the rate goes down 0.7%. That generator now costs $1,077. It's still higher than it was a year ago or even a couple months ago. So when Joe and Kamala tell you inflation is zero, what they are really telling you is you should celebrate the fact that you can still buy that $1,000 generator for $1,085 today, which is the same price you could have purchased it for last month. But pay no attention to the $85 less you have in your bank account and then multiply that by the dozens of items that you have to purchase on a monthly basis that are all costing you more. Let's be honest, Joe and Kamala are flipping you and I off. They don't give a shit about us. That's why Rush Limbaugh called Joe Biden Joe Bite Me all those years. He doesn't care about his constituents. He cares about money and power and his agenda. Screw everyone else. Whenever the topic of inflation comes up, I want you to think about three things. Number one, there's a difference between rising prices and inflation. Inflation refers to the expansion of the money supply, which is controlled by the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is an evil, unconstitutional institution that pretends it is a money tree or a money printing operation. They never say no to Congress, and they constantly manipulate interest rates rather than letting them float in the free market. Number two, soup and bread. Inflation, the money supply, is like soup in a bowl. Bread is productivity or products and services that soak up the soup. The country can survive some expansion of the money supply as long as there is enough products or services or increased productivity to soak it all up. Number three, price inflation is like a rocket, except for the few, very few periods of time since 1973, the price inflation rocket has never stopped gaining altitude because we have not stopped printing money since then. When politicians and members of the media applaud a month-over-month reduction in the inflation rate or no increase in the month-over-month price inflation rate, understand all that means is the price inflation level from the previous month remains. It's still an inflationary environment. And that's the truth about inflation in under 15 minutes. Soup, bread, and rockets. 